Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let me teach you a secret real quick. There's two, two things in life. In this life, we will have trouble. I'm gonna have you sit down one second, okay? Here we go. There are times where God just shows up. We call them God stories. Man, we were praying and God just did this thing. God broke for some of you. You got a miracle this week. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna bring somebody up in a minute and share about a miracle, but you got a miracle this week. God showed up. And our response, the Bible says that our response to that should look like this. Thank you, God. We should begin to praise him and worship him. I'm telling you, no more, listen to me, you are no more in line with heaven than when you're praising Jesus. You wanna know how to get in the frequency of heaven, how to line your life up with heaven, a superior kingdom, because Jesus said, pray, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth. You don't need to pray that prayer when you get to heaven, you're already in the kingdom, you're already stepped in. But he said, as an ambassador and a son or a daughter of, my, of the king, your job is to be an ambassador here on earth. So you pray for heaven on earth. That's how you pray. And how you get in the alignment with heaven. What's going on in heaven right now? A big party. Everyone is praising. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, God, you're so holy. There's a celebration. So when God shows up, this is our posture. Thank you, God. We praise you. That's why we're an expressive praise church. Show me in the Bible where God says, when I show up, what I really want for you to do is to be somber, quiet, Turn to page 222 of your hymnal. I'm not knocking hymnals. I'm just saying God, God wants expression. He wants a response from his presence. Now, the other time of life where you're right there, God did a thing right here. You're waiting for God to do a thing. Now get this, you know, right over here, like I said, when you're in this season, the, the posture you should have is, God, I praise you. You're amazing. But when you're in this part, when you're in this section, what should be your posture? Ready? Get ready. God, I thank you. God, I'm giving you a standing ovation for who you are and what I know you're gonna do. Sometimes in the kingdom, things are reversed. You gotta give the standing ovation knowing that the thing's gonna happen. That's called faith. That's called being in faith, saying, God, I thank you that this is happening. I thank you that your kingdom is coming. I thank you that your provision is coming. So give God praise. I don't care what season you're in. We're gonna go somewhere here. Worship team, I'm not gonna forget about you this service. You guys can go take a seat. Can we thank our amazing worship team? They've worked so hard this week. We've had an amazing week. If you missed Nights of Fire, this excludes if it's your first time, but just know that I told you. But it's okay, no judgment. Next time you're going to the conference to emerge, just go in there. You guys, give somebody a high five and take a seat. We're gonna, we're gonna enjoy today. We're gonna enjoy today. Tell somebody you're gonna enjoy today. As Pastor Rex says, you're not gonna like this message, you're gonna love it. Okay, you're not just gonna like it, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So we had our, our Nights of Fire, which... We, we call conference, and I learned in Utah that word's a little 
weighted here in Utah, okay? Our conferences are a little different. We, we see miracles happen. We see the Holy Spirit bust out. We see chains get broken. We see addictions getting broken. We saw God heal one of our worship leaders. He had a herniated disc. Lilo, are you still in here? I think you're... Lilo? No? All right, yeah, he was at the, he was at the other two services. But we've seen God do some great things. I see Sean's in here. Can I get that mic real quick? Uh, Sean, why don't you 20 seconds share the, the miracle what happened in your body real quick? Come on, Sean. Oh, Brad, I've been dealing with stomach issues pretty much my whole life. Um, severe issues around gastric reflux and just, it, it's gotten to the point where it was really, really bad and I was having a lot of really bad health issues. Uh, my stomach had become hard and was not functioning right. And it was a lot of pain. I've been in a lot of pain for months and months and months. Um, Pastor Rex came up, prayed over me, and instantly I felt the spirit move. My stomach moved, physically moved, as I was laying on the ground. And the pain is gone, and I've been gaining weight. Part of the problem is gaining tons of weight. I went from uh, about 145, 150, about a year ago, to being 190, 195. And so it's a lot of weight gain. That is gone. I dropped 15 pounds in three days just by the Spirit. Praise God. Come on. What the heck? Come here, Sean. Love it. Oh, man. That's just one. That's just one of many, God. That's just one. But come on. Who wants Sean to pray for the last part of the miracle for them? Jenny Craig ain't got nothing on the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm with you. Sean, you're gonna, we're going to do an altar call on anyone that's wanting that anointing to lose weight. Just you're going to, come on. You can have fun in church. You can have fun in church. I mean, God shows up. He shows off. Listen to me. If you grew up like me, I grew up a proper religious boy. I've been to more vacation Bible schools than you can count. You know, I've, I've made more of those little plastic bead things that you melt with an iron and... Come on, some of you know, some of you don't. I've seen more sermons on a felt board than you can imagine. Come on, OG Christians. Come on, anybody have the salty tapes? Remember salty? Thank you. Okay, some of you are like, what is he talking about, okay? I grew up, but I didn't, it's like I was just void of knowing that God's power was available. 1 Corinthians says, in 1 Corinthians 4.20, it says that the gospel is not a matter of words, but of power. Listen, his power is available. He, he, he actually said he required it of the disciples. They spent all this time training and learning, you know, the best sermons from Jesus and all the great things. And Jesus said, you know, he said, as he rose from the grave, he said, you guys are going to start the church. And they're like, all right, let's go. He said, no, 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 no. Hold up. You don't get to go until you receive power. Okay. The book of Acts doesn't have an amen at the end because it's not done yet. It's not done yet. God is still moving in the earth, okay? And the devil will do his best to get you distracted, get you in dumb theological debates, but he's still moving. His power is still fresh and powerful, and he's ready to move on your behalf. So today, I just felt God, God in the Africa, the title of this message, and and we're going to let God do what he wants to do, but the title of this message is Answer the Call answer the call. Okay. That's what he gave me. He said, answer the call. Now I want to read a scripture out of you out of Matthew 5. This is the very first sermon ever preached by Jesus. 
Okay, this was, this, was, this was the hot one off the press. This is the one that's recorded. This is when the public ministry, he was sharing the kingdom with people, but this is what, he goes public right here. And I just wanna read Matthew uh, chapter five, verse three real quick, because I want you guys to see something. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Say kingdom of heaven. Amen. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Keep going, guys. Blessed are those who are meek, they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure heart, for they shall see God. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I want you to notice here that the Bible calls Jesus' message the good news. And in the, in, the, in the first recorded sermon, here's what we have. The first point, he says, for theirs is the kingdom. And he books ends that with the good news is theirs is the kingdom. Notice the first verse and the last verse. He says, I want to put this Oreo here with theirs is the kingdom. Jesus said, when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. You have to understand that, all Jesus, that Jesus did come to bring the gospel, to take our sin on the cross, to take the punishment for, our, for, for all of humankind. He came to do that, but he rose from the grave. And the end goal is he's gonna establish his new kingdom. He's gonna establish his new kingdom here on earth. And he's calling and saying, do you wanna be a part of this kingdom? Do you wanna see this kingdom invade earth? Do you wanna see the kingdom come? That's the call. That's the call. So many people got impacted. Just by a show of hands, if, if you were at one, any of the nights of fire and God spoke to you or did a miracle or did something radical in your life, would you just put your hand there? Come on, lots of people in here. Amen. The people that were there, amen. Come on. There was something happening. And, uh, you know, at the end of a, I consider this the end of the conference. I consider the Sunday after the conference the end of the conference. And I know God moved and I know God showed up. And he's been showing off at the last couple services. And so the prayer is, okay, God, what, 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 what do you want to do from here? From here. And he said, I want to keep the kingdom alive. I want to keep the kingdom growing. I want my people to carry my kingdom. You see, he has a call in your life. I want to share another scripture. We're going to start in Romans 11. I think it was 34, 35. And then we'll go into Romans 12 real quick. There we go, 34. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever, amen. Go to Romans 12:1 now. Wait for it, here it comes, boom. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him in Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior or custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Say for you to your neighbor. Just hit him and say for you. Which is good and pleasing 
and perfect, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Listen, God has a call. I'd say one of the most common things that people want to ask a pastor is like, I'm trying to figure out what God's plan is for me. Right? I'm trying to figure out, God, what's your plan for me? I want to know the plan. Once you, once you get in the kingdom, at first you're wrestling, is there a God? Is, is, does he love me? But once you understand that he does, the next question that begins to percolate, and it should percolate, is God, what's your plan for me? And I love that Paul does a prerequisite of saying, listen, you're not going to be able to understand everything God does. That's part of the, you signed up on the dotted line. I like to think of becoming a believer and a follower of Jesus. As Matt, John chapter 15 says, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, is he brings a contract to you and the contract says, it's blank and you just sign it. He's like, this is my plan for you. You're like, God, I don't see a lot of the details. He said, exactly. I just need you to sign a blank contract and trust me that when I fill it in, you're gonna like it. That's how following Jesus works. That's how following Jesus works. It's going all in with him. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a card-carrying, diamond-level knucklehead, okay? Like, like I, I, I'm, a, I'm high up in the list, okay? I get special member privileges for being a knucklehead. God has to work with me and repeat things multiple times to get it in me. I also have this really bad default that when you tell me what I can't do, I, even if I didn't want to do the thing, now I want to do the thing. That's literally how I've been wired. Oh, you can't climb that. Now all I want to do in life is climb that. Oh, you can't touch that. Mm, now I want to touch that. That's literally how he had to arrest me. And as we go into conference, I want to encourage you. Here's the, we- the greatest weapon you have. The Bible says in Revelations that we overcome by the power of the blood and the word of the testimony. Getting back, staying on the basics. God, I want to be used by you. Cool, focus on the power of the blood and the word of the testimony. Okay, the testimony is you. Your testimony, you, what God has done in your life. As you begin to share that, God will begin to unfold. He, he, he wants to, we read in Romans that everything's for his glory. And we sign up on the dotted line. The first thing is that, God, I'm not interested in my glory. I want your glory. And if I have to be the damsel in distress in the story, then I'll be the damsel in distress in the story because you're the hero. Right. Amen? Come on, somebody, you gotta get that in your heart. Don't, honestly, like, you know, it might feel good to be the hero of your story, but, but you never have really helped anyone if you're the hero in your story because, because they can't have full access to you, but Jesus being the hero of the story. And so for this knucklehead, God had to arrest me. Listen, like I said, I grew up around church and it wasn't that, it wasn't that I was like anti. I wasn't like, ooh, church hurt, ooh, I hate it. You know, it wasn't that, it was just, it was just church was going to be part of the Matt Tuggle vision. I'm going to put this in my vision. I'm going to, God, God, I got you. I'll, you can have, I'll give you two hours on a Sunday, okay? Might sleep in a little bit and miss the first couple songs, but you got two hours on a Sunday. That's for you, Jesus, okay? And then, but, but then it was the Matt Tuggle vision. It was, man, I'm going to play. Mind you, I'm a teenager when I get saved. So pretty much I had a three-pronged plan, football, parties, girls. That was the three-pronged plan. That was uh, the high school agenda. It seemed like a strategic, brilliant plan in my eyes at that age. And uh, got invited to, I'm going to share my testimony for a minute because I want to unlock people. I want to unlock people. Got invited to a Christian camp. There were cute girls going, so I went, uh, one of which I ended up marrying. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. God had to do a lot of work until that, but 
okay? So calm down if you're a teenager in here. God's got a process. But I uh, went to that camp, and, and I'm telling you, to this day, it blows my mind. I think God set that whole thing up for me. I know there was a f- hundreds of kids in that room. But um, I, to this day, I'm like, who preaches Revelations 3, 15, 16 at a youth camp? Like, I get... John 3.16, like, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him should die and not perish. Like, that, that makes sense. And most people, like, the love responds. God had to get this guy and just kind of whap him on the back of the head. So literally, the preacher reads this verse. I can't remember why, the context, but it was like, honestly, it felt like the room darkened and somebody put a spotlight on me. I couldn't see to the left. I couldn't see the right. And it was like God said, you, son. We're going to talk right now. So look at this scripture. This scripture answered the call. God called me with this scripture. He said, I know all the things that you do. Hey, by the way, if you're worried, like, oh, man, what if somebody finds, like, God already knows, and he wanted you here today. Don't disqualify yourself. God knows what's going on, and he wanted you here today. Okay? I know all the things you do, that you're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. What? I'm sitting there, room's dark. Oh, sugar. (laughs) Okay, God, let's talk then. Because I wanted you. But listen, the reason God does that is it's not from hate. It's not at all. He loves you too much. This, this, This thing he wants to give you is too potent and too powerful. It can't be diluted. It can't, it doesn't work halfway. He doesn't just want to be a part. He wants to be, he wants to restore you to full relationship. He wants to bring you in your family. You can't be part-time of a family. You're either in the family or not. Your last name is your last name, right? And so he's trying to pull you into a family. This is bigger than, bigger than we think. And so why would he say, I'd rather you be cold? Because we would think like, well, God's just, at least I'm going to church. At least I'm doing some of the things. But God's like, no, because here's the problem. When, when you kind of halfway, you get inoculated to the power. Because you're just kind of going through the motions, but you're not seeing the transformation because you're, you're double-minded. You have no foundation. God wants to build something in you, but the foundation is, is on two different shifting platforms. One's going this way. One's going that way. Can't build anything on that. So he goes, at least if you're cold, you'll go all in with the world. And I know what the world does to people. I know what the devil does to people. I know what that way does. It'll beat them up enough that they would go, this is not what I signed up for. And then they could turn to the king and turn to the Lord. He, he, he loves you too much to give you half his love, to give you half his acceptance, to just let your, he wants to give you the full package, the full package, answer the call. So I'm there in the room, just completely spotlight on me, but I don't feel uncovered. That's the weird thing about God. I feel totally exposed, yet I don't feel uncovered. I feel totally convicted, but I don't feel shamed. I feel like, oh God, you're speaking to me. Wow, this is, I, I, you are talking to me. And right about that time, a fly lands on my cheek and I'm like, get off me fly. And I'm like, oh wait, that's not a fly. What is that? Oh man, I'm crying. <laughs> For a split second, it's like the spotlight went out and I could see the girls again. I'm like, oh no. But then it went dark again. And I was just, just me and God. And, and I'm like, God, what is this? What is this? And it, he was calling me. He said, I want you to give me everything. I want you to surrender your life to me. So and right at that time, I'm like, okay, what do I do here? What do I do, God? It was, 
I think this guy was an angel. I'll find out in heaven, but he claims he worked at the snack shack at the camp. <laughs> but the snack shack worker puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, can I pray with you? I'm like, I don't know who you are, but yes. And, and he, I don't even remember what he prayed. I just remember at that moment, I said, okay, God. I think God rem- doesn't let me remember what he prayed because it wasn't magic words. And it wasn't the anointed preacher of the day. It was the snack shack guy. It was the snack shack guy. The snack shack guy is gonna get checked, one for heaven. You know, he'll get a jewel. Like you got that kid at camp. Man, wherever you are, snack shack guy, if you're not an angel, love to meet you someday in Jesus' name. But, but I, I surrendered. I surrendered. I said, okay, God, I'll be hot. And what did that look like? It meant that Matt's little perfect game plan at, four, at 14 or 15, I think it was 14. Matt's perfect game plan, that's not the game plan anymore. You're the game plan. Now, you want to know the crazy thing? I played football in high school. I had a lot of fun doing it. I, I would say that I, my whole high school experience was one big party, but it was a party without the regret. I had great friends, pool parties, great life, lots of people in my world, lots of fun, so many crazy fun memories. God knew how he wired me. He just wanted it redeemed because he was first. I didn't miss on any of the things, right? And I got the beautiful girl. Like everything, God, God had that plan, but he wanted the priority here. Well, I'm saying this is because God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. And you begin to unfold that when you say, okay, God, all in, baby. All in, all in. I don't know what I'm signing up for, but I'm all in. I love all in people. I, 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 you see it so quick. Where's my man, Rainy, my man? You're an all in guy, bro. You're an all in guy. Once you, once you got God, you said, all right. And you'd like read a thing. You'd come and be like, so that's what we got to do. And, you, and you'd like, let's go, let's do it. God uses that. God uses that. Come on, he can use anybody here. I don't care if you, you like, literally were at a club last night. I don't care if you're sitting in here hung over a little bit. God can use you, okay? I don't care if you grew up super religious and you've been so afraid to break any rule, you're just like bound up. God can use you. He can break that off you. He can, he can love you. God wants to use you. We have to answer the call. So understand, your whole life, He's, he's better than potential spam. He's bink, calling you. Bink, calling you. Bink, calling you. Bink, calling you. And he will, he will not stop. He's calling you. And he's just waiting for the pickup. I love you. I love you. Give me your life. I love you. Come into, come into, come into what I have for you. And, and, and people get all hung up on this. They think, okay, uh, the, 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 I got to go and I got to change the way I think. I got I to gotta be, see, here's the deal. Jesus fought mostly with religious people. Because religion is, I've got to, in man's power, earn God's love. That's not the, how the plan works. That's not how, the, that's the lukewarm plan. I'm half in, I'm half out. Surrender is, I know I can't. God, I know me. I know I can't. I'm not, I'm not gonna try to, to be good enough to earn your love. I'm gonna surrender to the fact that you chose to love me and you already forgave me. You already forgave me. It's done. It's finished. It's over. You, I'm forgiven. And then from love, the Bible says that the becomes an upward spiral in your life. And every day you just wake up and you just answer the call. God, you're first. What do you have for me? What do you have for me? You know what he'll bring for you? He'll bring some people for you. Because your destiny, 
There's other people that have keys to your destiny. That's why he doesn't call us to do life alone. He says, don't forsake the gathering together. It's fine that we have church online. I think it's a blessing. You know, you're sick or something. You got a cold. You watch church online. That's okay. But God didn't call you to be a part of an online church. That's not the call. It's not the call. But people can hurt me sometimes. Yeah, that's part of it. How do you learn to love if you don't get in the mix? Right? People can be really ethereal and hypothetic about love until you got to love somebody who is a person. Until you got to, you know really forgive someone for offending you. I love everyone. I don't talk to anyone, but I love everyone. (laughs) Love love begins to sharpen and manifest when you do life with people. God has a call. God has a call. Come on, uh, Anthony, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I got it right, yeah. Anthony, and I'm sorry, I don't know your beautiful bride's name. Amy, Anthony and Amy, God speaks to you very clearly. God speaks to you very clearly. He's proud of you. And I, and I feel what God's saying is that what he's really proud is that um, you're, you've been putting yourself in the community, in the mix. And that's going to begin to keep unlocking more and more of what God has. You guys have a deep desire to see the things of God, to actually see the manifestations of God and also see, like, see what he's doing, what he's up to. And, and it's almost like I see a tunnel being dug down deep, but you're going under, like if you wanted to get into or out of a prison, you go down then to get out, right? It's, it's opposite. But as you're going deeper in relationships, God, you're actually submerging and seeing more on the other side of that. And so God would just say, keep going. He's so proud of you. Get ready. You haven't even seen, the, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, God's got you. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Keys, you can come up. We're gonna, we're gonna let God flow. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Listen, this, this kingdom, this kingdom that God wants to establish in your life, that, that it does require a saying, God, I'm not gonna attach you to my plans. I'm gonna step into your plans. And listen, I wanna get this clear. So often, the dreams God's put in your heart, they're not, most people, they're not far off. Yeah. You see, the devil is, is not creative. Right. He takes something good and he twists it and perverts it. He doesn't create something brand new. Okay, he's not, a, he's not a creative devil. So often the things that we feel ourselves gravitating towards or desiring in our heart have a kingdom element. What God wants to do is to take that, have you lay it down with him, and then he redeems it and he brings it back, but he brings it back the way that he knows would bless you truly. So listen, I had a desire to play football, but what God had to read out of me was, that needing to be my identity and my glory. And instead, I I played sports, and I had a lot of fun doing it, but I played it to be an influence. I got back from that camp and was in a little youth group. It was me and like four or five girls. That's it, little youth group, high schooler. 
and I went to high school and I, I didn't, I just knew I was on fire for God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to just start telling people my testimony. I'm going to say, God, God changed me and invite people. And, and I remember I bought so many WWJGG bracelets. Like I was, I was braceleted up. I had two purity rings, you know, just to be safe. I was like, I showed up with so much jewelry to football practice and coach was like, what are you doing, Tuggle? You're going to like rip your arm off. And I was like, okay, well. I guess I'll just have to talk. And I remember I just, I began, I didn't, wasn't eloquent. I just wanted, wanted God to do what he did. And so, listen, I, I played sports, but it became about him. And, and, and ended up by the time we were seniors, most of my football team was going to that youth group. And, 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 and God just gave me, I would pray. I was like, God used me at the school. He gave me an opportunity to share the gospel with our entire school. I'm not kidding. I literally stood up in front of, probably 90% of our school and got to share about God at like 15. Like God did things because I said, I choose hot. I choose give it all to you. And all the things he did, I had dreams, but they had a twist that would have been toxic. I would have regretted them. But when when I laid them down at his feet, you see, the Bible talks about this, that when you give God an offering, meaning something of you. That's what Romans is talking about. If you'll just lay down your life and say, God, you can have it all. And whatever you want to do with it, you do it. What he does is just like the kid with the fish and the loaves. He takes the fish and, and he blesses it and he breaks it, but then it multiplies. I'm not kidding. Like I, I would say my high school experience was 90% just a big party and fun, but God was using that. It was, we, we got this experience. That's and, and and it's not Matt Tuggle. Like I just want you to understand that. Like it it I know what my destiny would have been without God. Yeah. I'd be a washed up, probably divorced, massively overweight hillbilly. I got I that yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and it's like just saying yes to God. That's what he's looking for. He doesn't, he just wants your yes. He just wants the full. He wants to give you that. Watch what he can do. Watch what he can do. He's got plans. Let's bow our heads for a minute. Spirit is calling. It's calling on the heart. So first thing we're gonna do with heads, bows, and eyes closed. Listen, if if you're far from God, you don't know God, or you feel so far from Him, you don't you don't feel like you're in relationship with Him right now. He's calling you today. He wants you come into relationship with him. Not religion, not some behavior modification. He wants you to accept the free gift that he gives, which is on that cross, I take all of your sin, all of your shame, all your guilt, and I took it with me on the cross. And if you'll believe in me, 
I'll give you my purity, you my righteousness, you my holiness. That's what he wants to do today. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this room and you need to give your life to Jesus, you need to say, all right, God, I choose you. I choose you. I want a relationship with you. Right now, just between you and God, I'm gonna ask you just to raise your hand in the air. Once I see you, you can put it down, but it's just saying, God, I want that. I want that. I don't wanna be far from you anymore. I wanna know you. Thank you, Jesus. Once I see it in your hand, you can put it down. We'll make sure I just see it, so. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, yeah, I see, I see you, I see you, sister. Good job. Thank you, I see your hand. God has a plan for you. Some man here, you don't believe God has a plan for you, but he does. I'm just waiting. I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I was like the last guy to lift my hand in that youth camp too, but I, but I knew in my heart it was time. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. You can look up at me right now. Can we give a hand for those people that raised their hand? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, listen, we're all gonna stand up. Worship team, you guys can come back up. If you raised your hand today or you should have raised your hand, I'm about to lead you in a prayer. Okay, I want you to pray these prayers, this prayer from your heart. It's not my magic words, it's your hot posture. It's you saying, okay, Jesus, I choose you today. You are now king, you are now savior. And he's gonna do this divine interaction where his kingdom's gonna come in you and you're gonna see things are gonna shift. You're literally gonna go home and you're not gonna want to do the things you used to wanna do. Things are gonna begin to shift in your life. Things are gonna begin to shift. And so if you're a believer in this room, pray, pray with them out loud so they don't feel alone. But right now, come on, mean this from your heart. Dear Jesus, this afternoon, I surrender to your love. I believe that you died on that cross for my sins. I believe that because you did that, I am forgiven for my past, for my present, and even my future. Your grace now covers me. I ask you to come into my heart, fill my life, change me from the inside out. I believe that today I am your child, heaven is my home, and I have your Holy Spirit. In your name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, what I wanna do, because some of you, you know this relationship, but you're ready to see the kingdom manifest, the kingdom manifest. And I'm telling you, the only way I know how to see that do it is just a fresh surrender to his goodness, a fresh fire coming into your heart, a fresh fire for, for him and the things of God coming in your life. And so if you just need to say today, Lord, I, it's like 
almost just reviewing the contract again, saying, today, Lord, I wanna re-up on the, you get the first pick. You get to decide what my life looks like. I surrender to your goodness. I put myself, as Romans 12 says, I put my whole self on the altar and say, God, just have your way. Come on, if you wanna do that today, I just want you to put your hands into heaven. A fresh, a fresh surrender to God's goodness. Come on, lots of people. God, I thank you. I thank you for a fresh surrender, Lord. I thank you for a fresh anointing. I thank you, Lord, for a fresh fire, Lord. Lord, we declare that this fire that is burning, Lord, Lord, that you're putting logs on the fire. We see it percolating. We see it rising up, Lord. Lord, you have a plan and a call. There's not a person in here that God doesn't have a plan for. He wants to use you in mighty ways. God, we throw off doubt. We throw off uh, self-condemnation. We throw off shame right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that the kingdom has come. Listen, Jesus said all the things. Maybe you feel poor. Maybe you feel weak. Maybe you feel not good enough. Maybe you feel insufficient. Maybe you feel like, man, all I'm doing is keeping the peace. God was trying to say, listen, trust me. My power is made perfect in your weakness. I do not need perfect people. My power is perfect. I need surrendered people. God, we declare the Holy Spirit is filling. The Holy Spirit is filling a fresh Lord. Lord, some of us got filled up this weekend. Lord, we're going to take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. The Lord would say, what do you do from here? It's the power of the blood and the word of the testimony. You begin to share. I know what Jesus has done. You begin to share what Jesus has done in your life. And you watch what God will do. He will begin to unfold and unravel. He's got a perfect plan for you. Some of you, you came in here and you have not felt like God had a plan for you. God says today, I have plans for you. You are my son. You are my daughter. And I am well pleased. And I'm about to do a new thing. Come on, give Jesus praise. Give Jesus praise. Give Jesus praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.